Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Sunnest Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Lee Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown, with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website, www.tpvradio.com. RadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, Please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majals Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, everyone. Want to start off today by welcoming all of our distinguished guests on today. Uh, we're in for a treat on today. The buffet is full and well stocked. We thank God for. Sister Tracy Davis, Sister Roberta Jones, Pastor Johnny Jackson, Pastor Jimmy Little, Sister Evangelist Tammy Jones, 
brother, mid-husband. I call you a mid-husband, not a midwife, but you are a mid-husband in the spirit. Brother John Jackson, uh, wait a minute, you June. Amen. We welcome everyone uh, and Pastor Chris, Pastor Firecracker Chris. We welcome everyone to the show on today. Uh, Before we switch gears, and we are in verse 22, but before we switch gears, we want to give opportunity uh, to Pastor Little uh, to, to come back and expound upon verse 18, and then we want to touch bases with verse 21 as we move forward into relationship and marriage in verse 22. So, Pastor Little, you have the floor with verse 18, sir. Pastor Little, do you have your phone on mute? If so, would you unmute it, please? Yeah, it was on mute. I'll read 18. <laughs> okay. Go ahead with verse 18, sir. Yeah. Um, would you like me to read it? Read it again. Pastor Little? Let's get, would you uh, like read me to it, read, read it? again where we get a fresh start on it. Okay. And be not intoxicated with wine, wherein disillusionment, but be filled with the Spirit. Well, but verse 18 is getting us ready for uh, this wedding that we're going to uh, talk about today. And um, verse 18 was talking about uh, not be filled with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And if you notice, Paul was talking to Ephesians Church because they had brought the old wineskin into the new wineskin. The Old Testament that was custom for them to get drunk on wine because if you was rich or you had um you had you had a rich they wouldn't last anywhere from a week to two weeks until the wine went out. So the last ceremony they would have it always was at the bride's house. And if their father had money, they had good wine. So they got high on wine. Well this was nothing um they was doing wrong because that's what they did. That's the only way uh, the wedding was. That's the way the wedding was 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 done. So the Holy Spirit was not in mankind at that time. It didn't come until the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost come, the Holy Ghost came. So after the Holy Ghost came, Peter and them started the church. So then Paul come along and set the church in order because they brought the Old Testament uh, rules and regulation into the new wine skin, and Paul was trying to tell him, don't be still getting drunk with wine. You want them to, to see the Spirit of God, where well, now we can be filled with the Spirit, and we get drunk on the Spirit still of the Old Testament, the way they did it before. So he's setting us up for this wedding that we're going to talk about today. And you'll see it a little later on in the, in the Scripture. Because when the church started, a lot of things was out of order. So Paul came and set the church in order. So it's, this is a, a, I think that we're going to be blessed when we talk about the wedding. And if you look at the book of Esther, um, when she made queen, they <laughs> sold on a party lasted months. And it was all built on wine. There was getting, you know, this king had all this money and he was giving all these different type um, things they were drinking out. If you go back and read that, then you can see See what I'm talking about today. This is what Paul was trying to get. He was trying to get the new white skin into, I mean, 
get the old wineskins. He didn't want to bring that into the, the new covenant that we live in today. So uh, I just <laughs> want to say that, and, and we can go ahead along with the lesson. Amen. Thank you. I wanted to look at uh, verse 21 as well, where it talks about subjecting ourselves, subjecting yourselves one to another in the fear of Christ. And I believe that that is a flavor in the church that we have lost. We don't put up with people anymore. Uh, if they don't speak the way we speak and act like we act, we kind of overlook them and bypass them. But once we've had this new wine and once we've allowed the spirit of God to, to uh, influence our lives, we are concerned um, about uh, being servants in the body of Christ. And a servant is only happy if he's serving. If you have a servant and he's being served, he's uncomfortable because his whole calling and his whole purpose in life, and he realizes it, it is to serve somebody else, to help them come into the light. And and I know that's how most of us are, <clears throat> excuse me, once we become enlightened, we want to help somebody else and we want to run back out there to darkness and get somebody else. If everybody is clear uh, with uh, what... Uh, with what has already transpired today, we can move on to 22. But if anybody on the line has anything that they want to say about uh, verse 18 and 21, or if there's one of the other scriptures you want to go back to revisit, speak now. This is okay. uh, Davis. I wanted to just um, speak a little bit about verse 21. <laughs> um, can you hear me? I can, baby. Okay. Um, I, I thought about that uh, when it was talking about submitting uh, to one another, and I thought about uh, when I was in the military. And basically, when you join the military, you join as an individual. Um, so you come in uh, thinking the way you thought prior to uh, joining the military, but then the first thing that they do when you join the military, they strip you of your individuality. Uh, wow. so you now become a member of a unit, a company, a battalion, uh, which means you're part of a team. So you must be a team player. And that's essential to being successful and uh, thriving in a unit or a company. And so the same is true in marriage. You give up your way of doing things and you mesh with your spouse. Uh, you tend to uh, make decisions together, and no one outranks the other. So you have to submit to one another. And I think that's key. Um, I believe God said it the way he said it uh, for a reason, submit to one another in, uh, in the fear of God, because basically no one, has any more obligations to submit than the other one. Amen. Uh, Teresa, I've asked you privately to, to grab this rain and run with it, and you have turned me down privately. I'm going to see what you do with me publicly. <laughs> that is the reason why I've asked you to take this, because of how God has graced you with the ability to put these words together. I have to drop the mic on, on this because I have I have really had a difficult time Dropping my individuality So I'm going to ask you Would you please take this uh, And run with it as we shift gears Okay Where well, is there anyone else Who wanted to comment on verse 21 
comment out. Uh, good morning to everyone. Happy New Year to everyone, Pastor Jackson. Um, yeah, that's uh, when you look at at twenty one. It starts off is uh, what Sister Tracy has said. It says husbands and wives. The scripture starts from twenty one to all the way to the finish. On that point, 21, and on the way up to the finish, they say husbands and wives. And this is a a passage, a scripture that we have aired in, husbands and wives. Because he have placed, if, if, if any of us know English, he has made this quite clear how husbands and wives should act and how they should care for one another. He didn't tell us to put our two cents in and what we feel, what we think, and what we, uh, our hurt, our pain, or, or what we see somebody else do. Paul is telling us, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. He's telling us. Now, we come up with a you don't know what she did. You don't know what he did. But it's still telling us that what we should do. And you got to figure out what we should do because we have erred in his error because not doing what he said. Because when you said, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the, the Lord. Now, the parable he given, the parable is he given a parable to as husbands submit yourself, wives submit yourself to your husband as unto the Lord. He put the parable in a place, he run it on down, and he's going to tell us why we should do it. Because it's the favor of God. It's the strength of God to teach us, husbands and wives, how to be what God wants us to be. If we start deleting something here, we got to, God, in, when you think about the church, he said, like Christ loved the church. All this is here. And I think it's a, a good tool for us, for not the husband, for not the wife, to run away with. Because it's a scripture for both people. Both of us have a duty. Both of us have rules here. When we hear the word, when somebody say rule over, well, some people don't like that word, and 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 they they get offenses some type of way and 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 and, and tighten up. But it's what God is telling us that He has placed this. But that ain't for a man or a woman to take authority to to, to misuse one another because of whatever their ranks are. It's it is simply telling us what to do. If you're any English in there, it's, it's plain. If you can do the Greek word, if you can do any of the word, he's telling us what a husband and a wife should do. And we, and if we are not fitting that, let's work on to fit to make it work. Amen. 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 Thank you for that, yeah. Pastor Jackson. Uh, yes, was anyone else who wanted to elaborate on verse twenty-one? Yeah, I'd like to touch on a little bit. Um, 
we have to look at Jesus just not ask nothing that we cannot do. He showed us because when you look at the church, he is the church. When you look at the husband, he is the husband. So he submitted to himself. See, when we, we submit to the church, we also submit to the husband. So I'm a male, but I'm part of the church. See, when he gave that example about the body, we're all just part of the church. So when he's talking, he talking about the church, he's talking to male and female. When he's talking to the husband, he's still talking to a male and female. Okay? So when you take that natural, you got to take it also, you take it spiritual. So when we look at it spiritual, we can see that he is the church and he is the husband. So I'm submitting to the church, I'm submitting to the husband. So that's why that 21 is talking about husband and wife submit. I have to submit to Christ. I have to submit to the church. Okay? Because, you know, when you see a wedding, that's what you see. You see Christ is marrying the church. And he said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell would not build against it. He's talking about the rock is him. He is the church. So we have to follow the church. We have to submit to the church. That's the only way we can have a church. And this is why it's going to come back to about this spiritual marriage that he's going to be talking about. So when you see it, you can't, just because I'm a male, I can't get big-headed and think I have an advantage over my wife in any kind of way. And also, she can't have no advantage. We both got to submit. Amen. Did he, give, he give a spiritual example? Did he give a natural example? Did he use husband and wife? He's trying to show us who he is. So if we follow his rules and regulations, we have a real nice marriage. Amen. That's good, Pastor Little. Thank you. I yeah, think- you'll see it later on when he said, he's going to say later on down there, he's going to say, this is profound mystery. He said, I'm talking about Christ in the church. You'll see it a little later on today. Okay. Thank you for that. I think Sister uh, Jones, uh, Roberta Jones, has something to share. Good morning and happy, good afternoon. I'm happy to be here. I would love well, that that latter part of 21 when he said the fear of Christ uh, submit one to another in the fear of Christ. And first of all, we have to learn how to fear Christ in order to submit to one another. We can't do it because the flesh won't allow us to do it. It has to be, a, be only by the spirit. Because a man have a way of thinking and a female has a way of thinking. But but we yield ourselves to to Christ's way of thinking, and that's the only way we can reverence him. And that submitting to one another means that you are equal. There is not, not one uh, greater than the other. And that's something that, that he, I believe that Paul is really trying to get over to believers. To continue reverence God in your submission to other believers, that you look at others the same way you see yourself as equals. Like you say, there's no Greek, there's no male, no female, but all one in Christ. And he's telling it's all about being in Christ. It has nothing to do with 
us agenda right. has to t- do with Christ. Amen. Thank you, Sister Robert. I'm really enjoying um, this breakdown. Um, I know that uh, Brother John Jackson is on. Brother John, would you like to add to that? Yes, repeat that question again. I'm sorry. Would you like to add anything on verse 21? Um, no, it's basically like so you kind of touched bases um, in the beginning for in both parties have to submit. Um, to one another to make the marriage work um, And everything Like we was talking about last week Is once we become Christians um, Once we start understanding um, God's way And um, what God wants us to do It becomes a, a, a lot easier For everyone um, In submitting And a lot of times there's a lot of issue Because there's problems within the churches Of, of people submitting Don't want to submit um, then you have the issues with um, some want to submit to the church, to the pastors, but then you go home and then you're constantly bickering and arguing and you're forgetting what you just um, did at the church. So I think this is um, this is going to help a lot of people today and also going to bring out a lot of things what Paul was trying to tell us. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor uh, Brother John. Uh, Tammy, Tammy Jones, Sister Jones, are you on? Yes, happy new year all. Um, when we read about Paul telling us to submit ourselves to one another in the fear of God, um, Paul is definitely telling us that we definitely have gender roles, and the main role was Christ put the man as the head. So when we're choosing to submit, we're choosing to yield to another's will. So the first question that we have to ask ourselves, are we submitting to God's will and God's way as a reverence to him first and foremost? So once we understand that, then we won't have to have the identity of knowing that I'm the man, I'm the head, or I'm the female, or whatever, the dominant taking place. So it's understanding the difference in the women, the woman's role and the male's role, and it's Allowing us to choose to yield to another's will and also allowing our husbands or our spouses to lead in the appropriate way. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Tammy. Uh, Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, let's hear from you on verse 21. All right. Well, y'all know me. I'm going to put a little spin to it. Now, this is the this has been a problem again for the last 15, 20 years. Now, God orchestrated marriage. We've preached marriage, but we never preached a key element, which is relationship. Now, we have to understand that we are married to our spouse and married with our relationship with God. Now, as we grow in spirit, we also grow in the natural. Now, in that growth, there's a process that happens. Now, for most of us, it's hard for us to let go of those reins, especially when we've been doing it a long time on our own. And 
the society has shifted things so that it changed the roles. Let me explain. Now, we have a lot of sisters that are doing both roles now. And as men, a, a lot of us, not all, have dropped the ball as far as us being spiritual head. Now, when we come to God, there's another shifting that takes place. Now, we don't get over our junk in the trunk before we even get married. That's the issue. Now, submission is a form of trust. And a lot of us have trust issues. So, it makes it very difficult when you don't work on yourself in the natural and in the spiritual to submit yourselves one to another. I'm talking male and female. Now, there is a process and there's a solution to the problem. We have to die to ourselves. What does that mean? Well, some of us need to give up our stubborn ways. A lot of us need to communicate a lot more and learn what role goes with what. Now, things are switched. Well, personally for me, I'm a stay I'm a stay at home dad because of my disability. So the roles are reversed. Now I'm a full time dad slash school teacher, LOL, <laughs> and I'm a pastor. So you have to understand that there has to be growth in all three elements. Now when we're conquering over our trust and we're allowing God to get in the middle of it. We're able to get this thing called purpose. Now, with our purpose, all of us have our individual calls. Now, as one flesh, as the Bible instructs us, we have to be able to compromise. That's another big word. Do we compromise? Yes, but we have to compromise with each other, husband and wife. I'm not talking about church politics. I'm not talking about what the scripture says. We have to co- we have to compromise with each other so we can become one flesh. Now, we get our healing through the trust. We're able to submit ourselves to one another. We're able to submit ourselves to our relationship with God. Therefore, our purpose is birth, and we're able to walk in clarity. Is this process easy to do? No. Sometimes it takes a a lifetime. I'm keeping it real. But if both of you are able to submit one to another as you submit under God as your head, I guarantee you all those chains, all that baggage that you brought in, regardless if it happened 30 years ago, you'll be surprised how much stuff comes up. Now, I know I switched gears a little bit, but I think this needs to be brought up. Because we can't fear God if he still got jumped. Uh Uh-oh. But you know what? Let me pump the brakes because I'm about to take this somewhere, and we ain't even going there yet. So, sis, you have the floor. Let me cut my mic off. Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) All right. We're going to go into verse 22. Wives, submit yourselves 
unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. When I was reading this, I was like, now why did God address the women first? What what was that about? Sister Brown, you want to elaborate on verse 22? I wish I I wish I could say I was doing verse twenty two real good, but uh, I'm here to learn today. So no, I don't want to say nothing. I want to hear. <laughs> well, we appreciate your honesty. <laughs> amen, amen. What? How about uh, Sister Tammy? Sister Tammy, verse twenty two. Um. Yes, when he addressed the women first. He was telling us the man is the head, and we all know that. That's the order that God said. And as Pastor Chris said, some men have dropped the ball in the church. So once that took place, Paul began to address the now, which is why you have a lot of females doing so many things in the church. So he told the woman to submit herself unto her own husband as unto the Lord. The woman bit the apple first. It was not the man because he was already in relationship. So from the very beginning, the woman had a relationship issue. And once he told her to submit back to this man, which was the second man, Adam, because he was the first man, to submit back unto this man, we allow different things to come in to tamper with our thinking, to have us thinking, well, I've been doing it by myself. I'm going to keep doing it by myself. Ain't nobody going to come in right now to tell me how to do nothing. You ain't been on the scene, so... What's the point now to have me tell you what to do when I'm out here providing, protecting, professing, raising the kids, cleaning, cooking, and you doing what you want to do anyway? So he told the woman first of the family, submit yourself, yourself, not everything else, yourself. To your own husband To bring back What we first lost In the family In the relationship So he's trying to bring back trust He's trying to bring back unity He's trying to bring back love He's trying to bring back understanding He's trying to bring us Teaching to the woman because if I get her to understand the role that she has in this family then everything else will fall into place and as she's submitting as she is submitting to her own husband then the rest that God is dealing with the husband comes in as well So if I can get that woman to understand her role and her importance in this family first, then the rest of it will fall in line. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you, Sister Tammy. Pastor Jackson, Pastor Johnny Jackson, what do you have on verse 22? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, that's another uh, a good word there. And and Sister Tammy explained real well. And all I just want to add, it says, you got a comma behind wives. And I think I said when I was spreading this out, and we, we say a lot of things at church. But some things that we can look at ourselves as well, because we the church. It says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband. And he, he, he and then he gonna give you a reason why. And and and, and what, what what's happening that submitting is take, like uh, Pastor Chris said that submitting is hard. It's a hard task, but this is a teaching to us because I said when I started, see this teaching ain't just for women; it's for men too. We have a role to play, just as important. If you if the word say submit. And the words say obey, it may come from the it say called the wife to obey, but husband got to do a, 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 a as an equal thing here. And when I looked at that, I look at that wives, and you say why is he saying the wives? Because this is what he wants. She's supposed to be submissive to her husband and to her own husband. That's what he's saying. You can't change that, and it matters how you put it. And you, you, so, and I'm not saying nobody's trying to change it, but if you look at it, and, and it's a reason why. And I, I looked at it out of the new translation. It say, "Wives, yield to your husband, as as you to do to the Lord, as you to do the Lord." That's why you want to do it. Just the way you yield to the Lord, do the same thing for your husband. Don't put no buts in there because don't put no 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 reason in there. Don't put no reason in there because we have we going somewhere. We going somewhere. He's telling us to do this, and we gonna have we gonna have success. We gonna have success by doing what he say. Cause husband got a responsibility too. This ain't no one way street here. But just because when you say husband submit, I mean wives submit, and 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 then wives obey, that's that's a hard word. People don't like to hear the word obey, because you'll think of some negative things that the husband did or whatever. But this is what God is saying, because it's for a reason. For the husband is the the head of the wife. That's what he said. Not for a man to say, well. Stick his chest out and use some type of authority or use some type of thing. He, 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 when God say, let that be, let let the grass bring forth, let the earth bring. He, this the way he made it. He didn't make it. We couldn't change this. But this is his thing. Man had nothing to do with it. Man didn't have nothing to do with creating him or creating woman. So man can't come and get the credit and then to say, I'm the man, you do what I say, and, 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 and harsh, and because God didn't told us how to love the wife. He didn't told us how to respect and how to uh, love the wife like Christ loved the church. So it's a two-way street. It ain't Don't, don't get afraid because he said uh, 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 wives submit because the husband got to do the same thing. 
We got a we this is a this is a journey for both of us. We err in this era. And this is an era we got saved, we accept the Lord, as the scriptures say, we gotta do this and, and find out where we missing short in this and fix it. Because we can't go around it. We gotta fix it. Whatever if 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 we have some gray errors there, if we do, we gotta fix it. That's the way it is. Amen. Amen, Pastor Jackson. Amen. Pastor Little, would you like to add to uh, verse 22? Yeah, yeah. Um, when you look at it, we still got to go back when he said, be filled with the Spirit. If you feel filled with the Spirit and submit to God, then it's not hard to submit to your husband. But if you're not filled with the Spirit, you feel with wine, you're not going to submit to God, and you can't submit to your husband. When you feel with the Spirit and submit to God, it ain't you doing it anymore. It's the Holy Spirit that lives in you, and it comes easy to submit to your husband. But if we're trying to do it through our own strength and our own mind and our own reason, it's hard because that's the way my marriage was. I didn't know these scripture. I had never studied Ephesians. I didn't know that to the latter part of my my marriage before my wife died. I didn't know. When you feel with the Spirit and submit to God, then submit to your husband wouldn't be a problem because God is leading now. He the one. He the one ruling and guiding in your life. You can't lay down and sleep and go to sleep and just cuss your husband out or just have a big fight because the Holy Spirit won't let you do that. But if you're not filled with the Spirit, you have a problem. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Little. Um, Sister Jones, would you have any comment on verse 22? Yes, you asked the question of why you think he told the wife to submit to her own husband because it's easy for a wife to submit to somebody that's treating her right and doing good. She could go to church and the pastor calling her name and she doing everything good and she's she's getting some respect at the church. But she go home, her husband don't see her that way. And that's why he said, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband. Because you can submit yourself to other husbands. And he said to your own husband, because it's a lot easier to submit to somebody that's uh, praising you and looking at you you different. And I, um, looking at this verse, I had to, uh, I would say before my husband, so my husband uh, wanted me to stop church. But my love for God was greater than that. Now, I could have submitted to to him, but the verse say, as unto the Lord. The Lord is first in your life. So how do you, as as pastors, it's, it's easy to be, spirit, to be what we call spiritual when you don't know what's going on in the homes of pe- people that are sitting up in the pews and... They're there in, 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 uh, with the children, and 
they going through hell at home. And then you, you know, you, 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 you quote these verses. And if a person don't know how to uh, understand these verses or how to, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot that goes into that verse. Uh, wives, wives, be some, uh, subject to your own husband. Because some husbands are not saved. So when you when you when you explain it, you got to explain it on both terms. You got to talk to the to the wife that has an unsaved husband as well as as a wife with a saved husband. What does she do as a wife that wants that loves God in the Word, going to church, want to do what's right? I mean, how do you minister to her in these verses? If a husband telling her to, uh, you my wife and you supposed to obey me, you know, you go out there and sell drugs. Amen. Wow. Sister Jones, that really um, was thought-provoking. Um, let, Pastor Chris, let's let's go to a song. And y'all think about what Sister Roberta just shared. And we're going to come back and continue with that. Can we do that, Pastor Chris? Yes, ma'am. We'll be right back. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Salmon's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go.
captives are being set free, the lame to walk, and diseases are being healed. We'll wait on the promise of the Spirit do it again. Let's go back to Jerusalem. We'll wait on the promise. We're blind as a rope. And the captives are being set free. And the lame to walk. And diseases are being healed. We'll wait on the promise. Holy Spirit do it again. Let's go back to Jerusalem. We'll wait on the promise.
wives submit to your husbands, when we submit to God first, we recognize God's authority and we act accordingly. It's kind of the same thing when uh, we talk about police officers and judges in the courtroom. We recognize their authority and we act accordingly. The same thing with your job, your employer. You recognize their authority and you act accordingly. Submission does not mean to be inferior. It does not mean to be silent. It means sub, then mission. There is a mission for Christian marriage, and that mission is obeying and glorifying God. The wife says, I'm going to put myself under the mission, and that mission is more important than me being an individual. I'm putting myself below my husband, and I'm putting myself below the mission that God has for our marriage and for our life. So I, I, when in studying this, I wanted to, that, that, was, that stood out to me why God spoke to the wives first. And um, Sister Roberta uh, said some things as we um, just put it in perspective, real life of what we go through uh, in marriages and what we see in marriages. So, um, uh, Brother John, I'm going to let you speak a little bit on verse 22, and then Pastor Chris, if you would end it, and then we'll move on to verse 23. Okay. Also, I'd like to um, really enjoy everyone's um, input and um, comments on this passage, but it's also very key. We also remember that there's, there's order. God is a God of order, and we have to be very careful on what we allow the world to deem to us what's God's order. Because in the beginning, we understand God created male and female created he them, but he also he did create man first as the head, and man has a lot of responsibility as being the head of his household. And that head is, is not a, a, a position of abusiveness. It's a position of being a a protector and a and a provider and a and a, a spiritual lead and guide for his for his home. Amen. So we want to be very we want to be just very careful because we know the devil from the very beginning was always against God's order and God's plan. He wanted to be equal with God. So we have to be careful. Also we understand what Korah, uh, the spirit of of Korah and Moses, he thought Moses was taking too much upon himself. He said, Oh, we are not all priests, can we all not minister? You know what I'm saying? So he's trying to put himself equal. So we got to be careful not allow the enemy to come in and disrupt God's order of things because God is a God of order. So when he's saying wives submit, he's not saying you're beneath or you're lower than your husband. He's just saying, you know, you're giving reverence and respect just like you're giving it also unto the Lord. You know, it's not, it's not a lesser than or feeling bad. And I say likewise to us, we got to do the same thing. Love, love our wives as Christ also loved the church. So we understand it, but we got to stay, make sure we stay into what God's order is. Amen. Well, I'm a I'm gonna put a little, you know. Actually, transparency is key to a lot. So, what I understand as being a man, I had to learn how to stop being a child. And be matured in the things of God Now 
a lot of males have different growing up processes. Some of us grew up in two-parent homes. Some of us grew up in single-parent homes. And a lot of males that grew up in a single-parent home used a lot of the concepts of what the world put in to us as males. Now, I'm not trying to be culturally biased, but I mm-hmm. what I understand is that the black man and the black woman have a covenant with God. What do I mean? Well, if you look at it, why why do you think we're always at odds with each other? Think about it. Because God has separated us for work. Now, when we come to God, whether we were in the world or not, or we met our wives or husbands, they weren't saved or they were saved. See, a lot of us have different elements. Now, it took me three times for me to get it right, and I still don't have it all together. But what I've found in marriage is that it should be both of us. Yes, the woman, it says submit to your husband. I get that. But in order for submission to take place, we both have to build unity, nurturing, love, and respect in our marriages. That's the key. Now, when we understand the love, see, love is the greatest commandment, right? Why do you think it's so Mm -hmm. hard for us as a culture to love each other? Think about it. That's why the devil wreaks havoc. On marriage Because if he knows That we come together Put our differences aside Well I have a degree You don't Oh you work at McDonald's And I work at a Fortune 500 company So what When you two come together You become what One Now The society has taught us A different approach this is why we're, we're adopting a lot of things from the world, and it's mixing us up in the church. Now, the Bible didn't say, man, come here, woman, like caveman days and pull her by the hair. No, that's not what this is saying. Once we understand that we build unity between each other, we have to have that coexistence together. Two, we have to make sure we nurture each other. We heard this book called The Five Love Languages. Read it. It's a good book. But we have to understand that we have to nurture each other, not only in the natural, but in the spiritual. And if we don't help each other grow, then we're going to have a problem. The key word to hold all this thing, all this together, is love. Love is the greatest thing. Now, if Jesus... And God can love us unconditionally, despite of all of our nonsense, being knuckleheads, being jacked up, running from our cause, our purpose. We want to do our own thing. He's still sitting there with his arms outstretched, telling us, come. See, we have to get over ourselves, family. That's the problem. Once we get over that ego trip, 
and we understand that we are stronger together than we're apart, then it's going to change the whole game, not only in the natural, but in the spiritual. But again, a lot of us have a lifetime of toxic waste from the world and the church. And when God is able to give you the antidote, which is the relationship, which will give you in key and in turn to process all that mess out and be able to walk in both of your destinies, that's the key thing here. We have to get over us. Is it easy? No. It, it's, I still don't got it all together. But guess what? As long as I die to Chris and allow God to do it, because a lot of us as men, and I'm going to be transparent, I want to be Superman. I want to do everything. I want to be the provider. I want to be the, the greatest pastor in the world. I come into the house with my S on my chest, and my wife is like, oh, hallelujah, praise God, my baby's home. But in turn, sometimes we get it twisted, and we take that, and we start ego tripping. Both ways. We have to understand that both of us are dealing with stuff. And if we can put it on the table as couples and be real with our junk, like I said earlier, a lot of stuff that we are dealing with as far as this marriage goes and how we're the highest percentage of divorces in the world, that's crazy. But there's a reason for it, because the devil's trying to take the marriage out. But all this different stuff coming into church, and now everybody's all mixed up. So now we got this concept, and I know y'all heard this probably. We have this preaching called the Boaz Man. See, that's a whole nother subject, whole nother time. But my point is this. We have to understand that in the process of marriage, we have to die to ourselves. It will not work if you're still holding on to your own nonsense. Because God is the one that's going to guide. And as men... We have a responsibility to love Christ first. We're not going to be able to love our wife if we don't even have a relationship with Christ. Uh Mm Uh-oh. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about, oh, because you're a pastor, you got it all together. That's incorrect. We have to love Christ first. In order for us to love Christ, we got to die to ourselves. Then in turn, the woman will submit to the man of God. Who's the men of God? Jesus, God, and the husband. And if we don't walk in our authority, gentlemen, the women will not submit. I'm sorry to say it, but it's the truth. We have to unify. We have to nurture. We have to love and respect our marriages through the sanctity of Jesus Christ. So, you, you know what? Let me, let me, let me turn my mic off. Because I got me started with this subject, and it's been one of the thorns on my side of why the devil's so rampant in breaking up Christian marriages. It just gets me. But God gave us the solution to the problem, and we still don't listen. Man, let me stop. I'm done. Go. You have the floor. Take my mic before I go run with it. Wow, Pastor Chris, you already stepped off into verse 23, so we're just going to flow with it. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, 
and he is the savior of the body. Pastor Jackson, you want to expound on verse 23? Yes, ma'am. God bless y'all. You guys, y'all, this, 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 this good to know that we, uh, we own some, some. We 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 own to something. To see and check and feel, we got good good opinion, good uh, good, making good assumptions about certain things. But you know, I look at the scriptures. Just go right back to the twenty-two when it says, "Well, the twenty-three it's not talking to the husband, and twenty-three is talking to the wives." There, now, now as far as on the husband, I can say, you know, I can use, what about if my wife, I, 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 how can I love my wife like Christ loved the church? And she ain't fitting. She ain't, when I mean fitting, she's not saved and she's not doing what she's supposed to do. Well, you think about now, you got to go back to Christ. God, Paul has wrote, wrote this scripture here for the husband. He is the head of this of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the what? The savior of the body. We have a duty. If that wife or that husband is not doing what they're supposed to do, is there a record here? We got to go back to God and say, Lord, my this husband or this wife, how the hell are this scripture? How how am I submit to a, a husband and he is not saved or he's he don't want me to go to church? How I should do this when Paul and wrote writing to us and telling us what husbands and wives should do? We got a duty here, and we got to look at it. However, like you said, uh, we have to we have to go to counseling. If we, we got to go back to the word and say what it says, like say many divorces. Because we have left out the husband, and um, that's right. We say, I uh, think uh, Sister Jones said, "Well, if you go to church and the pastors, you know, uh, honor you and and you and and they, it's easy to submit to them." But that's why he said, "Admit your own husband." I mean, my point is saying I understand what she's saying, but see, is it right to admit to him when he didn't say that? It says to your own husband, it matters how he treats you. So we got to go back to the scripture and ask God, say, Lord, I mean, I got a problem here. My husband is not what he's supposed to be. My wife is not what she's supposed to be. How can I do this? And you telling me from the scripture what I should do. And, and Pastor Chris, all of you, we saying something, saying something. It's something that we got to make sure that we got to get ourselves together. We gotta come together, look in the mirror. Is is I'm submissive? Is is I'm loving my wife like Christ loved the church, or, or, or whatever it is, whatever the reason is. We gotta we gotta we gotta do this scripture here. We gotta take this scripture literally what it says. It can't deviate it. And, and, and until we fix it, if it's, we have some problem with one another, because it's not a, ain't no respect of person here. It ain't no husband got no right to. Because he head and, and none of that. We understand that. We're all on the same page on that. He have no right to abuse. And, and as uh, uh, Brother John said, you know, uh, man is the head, and God created man, and, 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 and he put that things in perspective. But it's not. We have to do it in order. 
And Teresa, Teresa, you said something very, very powerful. You said you respect people's in order, like when the army, polices, judges. I, I remember when I go in a, church, a, a judge, whether you like it or not, when he says, all rise, everybody got to get up, whether you like it or not, because you respect that authority. Because they say, or police officer, whatever. That is what we got to do. We got to respect this word and learn how to, if, if you need to get uh, uh, refill or uh, get some more education on it. It's what it says. We got to we gotta do this scripture. Whatever it is, whatever is, whatever is breaking us up, whatever got us off, whatever it is, and, and God loves us. He he took this away from us. He took this away from us. He took this away from us. He can he can he can help us to do our other things, whatever's there. So this is what it's all about. This is the great great scripture. This is what it's got to be. We, we we Paul is telling us I, as a husband, I gotta love my wife like Christ loves the church. I can't put her. She I get I get angry, get upset, but I still gotta go back. You gotta love that woman like Christ loved the church. No matter what the situation may be, we got to do it. And we got to go back to the scriptures, what it says, and, 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 and what I can't do. Lord, help me to do this. That's what we got to do. God bless. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Jackson. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sister Brown. Sister Brown, I know you're ready. What you got for us? Yeah, I am. You know, uh, uh, Teresa, so many things are spinning around my head right now. I really haven't gotten over your first statement. Uh, 62 years old, and I have never heard that example, and it hit my spirit. I've had so many struggles in my in my life and in my marriage because I have not committed to becoming, uh, how do you say it, uh, when we come into the military, I, the in, you come in being an individual, but they want you to become a part of a group, right? I have yes. not committed to that to that process. I've been fighting all these years to stay the individual. And and that has created really some real problems for me. My husband got up one morning. We live in a rural area. He got up one morning. He was looking out of the window at the chickens that live in the, uh, across the field from us. And he said this, the rooster's job is to provide for the chicken. And he said if the rooster had found food on the ground and he began to make the sound to alarm the chickens, hey, come on, eat everybody. He said everybody in that yard ran over there to that food except this one chicken. He said that one chicken kept on doing what she was doing. He said the rooster got irritated by it, so he ran over to the chicken, and when a rooster dropped his wings on the ground, that's telling the chicken, I'm getting ready to whoop your butt because you ain't submitting to me. And he told me that morning when I got up tree, he said, Lorraine, you that chicken. Touch the mouth. And I was like, I didn't understand it, but I, I, I knew he was right. And so what am I saying? I'm saying we as a man and wife in the body of Christ, we're supposed to exemplify Christ and his church. And we're saying, well, why aren't you following me? Where you going? We follow Christ as a church because he's going someplace. He has a plan. He's done his due diligence. But we want the, the, the benefit of having titles in, a, in, a, in, a, in our home, but we haven't done the job. And so I can't follow you when you don't even know where to sound here. You're going yourself. And I have not become 
who I who I was supposed to be because heck, I really didn't even know who I was supposed to be. We got married out of obligations and duties. We had been sinning, and I had gotten pregnant. He was taught to to, to marry the woman you got pregnant. I was the second one he got pregnant prematurely and married. And so we we started off in the wrong lane. And if you start off going the wrong direction, you would never get where you're going unless you what? Change direction. So I'm, I'm no longer desire to be that hen that won't come when he calls and say, here's food. He has, 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 has decided he wants to be the leader of the household. He wants to provide. Now I have to change. And so I believe that there are a lot of people that are listening to us today, Denise, who don't even know the process for real. And I'm so grateful for you because you opened my eyes even further just today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Done, baby. Amen. 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 Sister Tammy, Sister Tammy, do you have anything to share? Yes. Um, She said for wives, I mean, for husbands to love their wives, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. So simply what Paul is teaching us, he told the man to love your wife as Christ loved the church, which means he will, he, his, as in the husband, will lay down his life for his wife just as Christ did when he died on the cross. The husband has to recognize now your wife is that gift. Your wife, if it was prematurely or not, when you came into the knowledge of who Christ is, you have now become servant to your wife. You have now become ordained to God's privilege, which means I'm going to put ministry, I'm going to put these kids second to you because now you are my first priority. I'm going to lay down my life just as Christ did on that cross. I'm going to sacrifice the unmeasurable just for you because now I'm submitted first. And in order for that submission to take place, You have to show me, you have to earn my trust, and you have to show me your love. So that's what Paul was teaching the husband. Amen. Thank you, Sister Tammy. Sister Jones, what do you have for us? Yeah, these verses are so powerful. You know, just like uh, it says, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church. He he himself being the savior of the body. Meaning that head head leads the body. And wherever the head leads the body, that's where the body goes. And he gave himself just like Jesus came and gave himself because of the love he had for the body, which is the church. In the same way the husband is supposed to be to his wife, the love that he has for his wife. Now, the Savior of the body, what Jesus did, what, what did Jesus do for the church? He gave himself for the church. The church didn't, ha- didn't have to give him anything. Matter of fact, it can't give him anything. It, has to, it just submits to him because of what he did, what Jesus did, and that's the way the husband the husband, the husband is supposed to be the leader, and the wife follows her husband, and the savior of the body. 
And it says, as the Lord delivered his church from the danger of sin, death, and hell. So the husband provides for, for protection, love, and leading her to blessing. She submits. Amen. Thank you, Sister Jones. I'm told that we have Brother Brown that wants to speak. Brother Brown, come on and bless her. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, uh, you know, when you led off with how the military uh, strips us of uh, our individuality, the the thing of it is, military was set up uh, actually under the the Bible. And that that particular thing, if 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 he allowed, if the military allowed each individual to be individuals and not as a unit, it wouldn't work. The same thing happens with with marriage. Uh, I don't. I think we all go into that dumb as a box of rocks because we don't realize what we're entering until we're in it. Whether you realize you're in a spiritual war or not, the war is going on. And, and, and some places it says one can put a thousand uh, to flight, two, ten thousand. It was showing the strength of a union. But when that union is in the, is still trying to operate as an individual, then it makes the unit weak. And, and, and it does not, does not move well. So uh, I don't know how we would get that out to people that's, that's, that's fixing to get married. That If you actually look at what the scripture says about marriage, it's for this reason it says, you leave your father and your mother and you become this unit. Okay? And then it goes on to, to, to describe what you're entering. You're entering a spiritual war, and if 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 both of you is operating as a unit, it, it, Satan has no no way to get in. But if we, if you go in there as an individual, I knew, I remember my first marriage. I entered that, and I never intended to stop what I was doing before I got married. So that union. It was weak, and it did not last. But when you go into it knowing what you're getting into, and and that's uh, uh, spirit. When you when you realize you're in a spiritual war, both of you is praying, both of you is is, is, is building each other up. That union is strong, and there is no way Satan can get in to try and destroy it. But like I say, most of us don't don't realize what we're getting into. All we know is if you see this fine woman, and then we want to get with her. Okay, uh, that's not all that's to it. That infatuation only lasts for a few days, and and after that, it's time to go to war. And and now we're in a war, and we don't know how to fight it. So uh, uh, when he when he addressed the woman, submit submit yourselves. But actually, it's both of us submitting to each other. 
to make that union strong. And if you don't do that, then it becomes weak, and Satan gets in, and he just destroys it. So, uh, hey, you, you, you pastors, you get ready to marry somebody, let them know you're in a spiritual warfare. And if, if both of you ain't operating in the way as unto the Lord, if you're not submitted to God yet, <laughs> it's time to do so. Because now you can submit to each other. And, and that's the only way that union is going to last, is you're submitting to each other and to God first. Man, he's down, baby. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, we're going to go to a song next, but I wanted to say this. Um, when it comes to the head and the full sense of what the head means, the headship, the authority, it means to have appropriate responsibility and leadership. But this is the piece I think that we miss. That same responsibility and leadership needs to match the accountability. Mm. So a man is accountable because he is the head. God made him first, so it is natural and for a man to be uh, in charge. He was first. But it was God, man, then the wife was made from the man which shows the connection to him that goes back to the equality and also that she's a help for him. I, um, when I got married, I had been single for, for some time, and that was hard for me because I was calling the shots, doing what I wanted to do, and I married a man who is a leader by nature. He, he's just a natural-born leader. And I had to die to self every day and die to my individuality because I had never seen the example of a man taking charge and leading. Mm. What I had seen was failures where a man was in the position, but he didn't do the work and he didn't take on the role of leading. So that was hard for me, and I, I say all the time to people that come to me and say, you know, you make, you make marriage look easy. I said, no, marriage is the hardest job I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, it's constant growth, it's constant uh, struggle, it's constant building, it's constant stripping myself of what I want to do and aligning with the Word of God and focusing on the mission that God gave us in marriage. So, uh, Brother Brown, I thank you for that. That was very powerful. This is always, marriage is always a hot topic. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, um, uh, Pastor Chris, do we have any callers? Uh, yes, ma'am, we do. Uh, I'll go down the line. Now, callers, we will only read your last four digits of your phone number for security purposes. So here we go. 6015, 60, 
15, you are live on the air. God bless you. Lucia Priest and Dorothy May Curry enjoying the program. Uh, my husband has passed, but a lot of that hitting home. Have a blessed day. Amen. Thank you for calling. Next caller, 5338. 5338, you are live on the air. God bless you. Uh, this is Pastor Homer, just joining in and enjoying the program today. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you for calling. Next caller, 7991. 7991, you are live on the air. God bless you. Yes, Jeanette. I've been listening and I'm enjoying the program. Amen. Thank you for calling. Next caller, 2598. 2598. You are live on the air. God bless you. Thank you. 2598. Going once. Going twice. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Next caller, 5456. 5456, you are live on the air. God bless you. 5456. God bless you. Just listening and just listening. God bless. Amen. Thank you for calling. And last caller. 5502, 5502, you are live. God bless you. Amen, amen. Good, good afternoon, good afternoon. I just joined in, but I've been, I've been um, enjoying it um, so far. I'm not sure of, of what has said, um, what has been said prior to me joining. But one of the things that I just wanted to um, share is that most of the times when we enter into into marriage, we're more into lust than we are love. We really don't, um, you know, we, we like that person. We like being with that person. We like how they make us feel and all that. But the real work comes when you say, I do. And you find out just how much you really don't know about that person. And it takes work um, to begin to develop relationship. And unless you have actually lived with that person prior to uh, getting married, you really don't know who that person was. Me and my husband dated for 10 years. But when I got married, I thought I had made a mistake because I didn't know who that person was. And I come to find out that I was more in lust than I was in love. And I had to learn, as as one of the uh, uh, um, women had said, you had to learn how to die to self. And when I learned how to die to self, as I began to submit unto my my husband, it was the greatest thing. It was the greatest thing for me because, you know, why? I didn't have to worry about nothing. I just, it was his responsibility. So I learned to take my place and just lift him up while he led the family. And it just took, it took a lot of burden off of me. Now I can, now I can submit unto him. I have no problem submitting, but I allow him to lead and I cover him in prayer. Amen. That's all I have. Amen. Amen. Thank you for calling. Sis, that's it. Back to you. Amen. Amen, Pastor Chris. Thank you all uh, for the callers that called in. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for your comments. And um, 
We're going to move on to verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. I know we've kind of hit on this a little bit, but I just want to hear. I'm going to go to Sister Jones. I know she's been married for a while. Uh, Come on, give us some knowledge on verse 24. As the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives, their own husbands, in everything. What you got, Sister Jones? I thought I I I answered that. (laughs) But... (laughs) This is uh this is an awesome topic and marriage is, is shown up work and being submitted <clears throat> the church being submitted to Christ in everything. That everything that the church needs it gets it from Christ. And a wife's supposed to have that same thing with a husband. Everything she needs should come through her husband. I heard a preacher say at one time, he said he said in 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 church my wife, spiritually, she used Jesus' name, but for everything she need on the natural, she used my name. He says if she can't, if she used anybody else's name to get what she wants, she's out of order. So I believe that's what this verse is saying, that the husband's job is such a great responsibility that she, she, everything she needs, she should look to her husband for. Amen. Amen. See, I knew you had more. You thought you had answers. There was more to it. Amen. Pastor Little, Pastor Little, let's hear from you. Oh, I had my phone in new. <laughs> I was just listening and enjoying this, this dinner here. We all were serving at the table. There's a whole lot of information went across. But in my mind, you know, and I was thinking about even the last question that you had asked, um, when we get married, you know, we do a vow saying, you know, we gonna love that woman or love that man. We say the same about it until death do us apart. Um, the whole marriage is talking about if you found some, if you hadn't found someone that you love hard enough to die for, you had never lived yourself. So, Christ gave example. He died for it. For us That we didn't deserve it So a lot of time We Look at marriage as One have more power One uh, Submitting The other one Or whatever It doesn't matter When When you find somebody That you love hard enough To die for Then you're not Into um, Who have the authority Or who lead or That doesn't matter Um the whole time I was married, um, I didn't know it until my wife got sick and she was in the hospital. When everybody had left, they come in for five minutes or ten minutes and see how we're doing and they're going home. But I was sitting there all night, every night with my wife. So this is when I really saw what this scripture is talking about. It wasn't about me anymore. It wasn't about authority anymore. It was about it was about my vow that I made to my wife when I married her. Until death do us apart. It's all about dying. It's nothing outside of that hospital that I was thinking about other than her. How she was doing, how she was feeling, 
how I'm going to deal with this. And every night that I sit with her, it, it seemed like it was only two hours. It was day. So what I'm saying is, it was none of me. It wasn't that I was so good. It wasn't that, you know, I'm so spiritual or I'm, I'm so there. It was God that was in me. He the one did it for me. I was able to do it because of him. We able to we able to do these vows because of God. It's not nothing so good in us. So, like I said earlier, it's about that Holy Spirit that lives in you. It do the work. As long as we trying to do it, we can't do it. There's no way in the condition my wife was that I could have did it myself. I had to take her in the bathroom and give her a bath. I had to, I see that at her worst. But I had more love to her than I did in the beginning of my marriage. Because I realized it wasn't none of me. I didn't have the power to do that. It came through God. And this is what we got to see our marriage. And this we got to pin toll on God through this. Because the devil, like uh, Brown said, when you divide it, you weak. When you're trying to do it yourself and you're trying to put your wife in a situation. When I got saved, my wife wouldn't accept me because she's looking at my past. And I kept smiling. I kept smiling because God had, had did something to me. And one day she took me to work. When I was getting out of the car, she looked at me and she told me, she said, Jimmy, I'm going to leave you alone. She said, because I know God to change, change you. And from that day until the day she died, we never had a problem. Marriage is the beautiful thing on this earth. It's, 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 if you look at the Bible, it's hard. everything is it based on marriage. God didn't create nothing on this earth no better than marriage. Where we enjoy it, or where we be obedient to God, where we believe in this word, what we we talking about today, however you look at it, this word is true. And I want to say this before I go because I probably won't get time again low. But I want you, I want y'all to go to uh, next week when you meditate and maybe. Um, Mr. Brown might bring it to us on the next time uh, we should get through with Ephesians. If you go, Paul wrote two two letters. One letter he wrote to Ephesians. Ephesians is supposed to be a spiritual book. Then he wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And because the church wrote to him about marriage. And he did too. And, and the one that Roberta was talking about when she was saying, when you go home to your husband, how do you, when he's not doing certain things, and how, how you handle that. If you go to Corinthians, the seventh chapter, it tells you what to do. When you married to a man that's un, an unbeliever, or you're married to a woman unbeliever, how you handle that. So that's in the Bible. There's no way we should get tripped up. It's, everything is there. We just have to go by faith and believe it and walk on God's word. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Little, for sharing. That that that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, Brother John, we haven't heard from you in a while. Amen. I want uh, <laughs> to the 
uh, the part about everything, um, mm-hmm. the wives uh, submitting unto their husbands in everything. Can you elaborate on that for us? Yes, ma'am. And I also tie 23 along with that as well. 23 and 24 together if I can. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, the marriage is representing Christ and the, and the church is a, a beautiful um, illustration. Um, and I, I think 23 kind of sets in order for us and it, it kind of evens the tone when you talk about husband is the head of the wife. Um, and a lot of times people don't go on and read the whole scripture. They get caught at the beginning. Um, it, it's letting man know that he can't be pretty much puffed up. You got to realize for us in Christ being the head of the church and as I said, Christ gave his life for the church. Christ came to say not to be served, but to serve. So if we using Christ as our examples, you know, for them, we're going to make sure we're serving and taking care of our spouse, of our wife, um, because we love them. And so just like we were realizing that they came from us. I'm saying bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, what Adam said. So God took that rib out of man and made woman. So when y'all come back together and say we are one flesh, so now we're whole, we're complete as one, coming together in that unity of, of marriage. So when you're looking at it from, from the Christian standpoint, we're talking about, therefore, as a church of the Christ and wives be the own husband and everything, it's more for it as a, as a, as a reverence um, than respect. You know what I'm saying? For, for the church, we respect Christ. I mean, we love the things of God, and we come to, to, to reverence him. You know what I'm saying? To, to love and to show that we, we care. So it's the same thing. It's wise for you to show your husband respect in, in everything. Amen. Amen. That's that's beautiful. Um, Pastor Chris, if we can, can we uh, have a song? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe right now. TPB Radio. TPB Radio. you 
This is ARV. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Amen, amen. We are going to go into um, verse 25. Uh, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Sister Tammy, speak on what that love looks like that Paul is talking Sister about Tracy. in this passage. Sister Tracy, Sister Tracy, you, you meant to bypass 24, baby? Uh, we did 24. No, so, uh, it's 24 is, but as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be be to their husbands in everything. You said that already? In everything. Yes, ma'am. I did. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. okay. Can I, can, I say, can I say something on that? Sure, sure. I missed it. I'm sorry. But Christ, when he came, uh, he He gave the church some things. That's why he could he could expect some things from the church. He gave the church his better self. He, gave, he sacrificed for the church because he wanted to secure the church's sanctification. He lavished the church with love and a love that was that was uncompromised. And 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 we as women, when we're given these behaviors, uh, these types of benefits in a marriage, that encourages us. That encourages us to love our spouses, to have respect for our spouses, and to have a devotion to our spouses. So as men and women of God. We are we are endeavoring to become one, but people have told us to become one, but we haven't been really given a lot of information on how to do that. When you came with the illustration of the military today, like I said, uh, 36 years, 30-some years of marriage, I'm just hearing that today. I'm just seeing the benefit of that today. And so I, th- I, I thank God for the revelation um, I thank God for the transparency of the the people of God that's on the line. And I believe that Dr. Monroe, before he expired, had some awesome information that he left the church. We were so busy saying he preached a good message, but did we hear the message that he left? He said, "If if you give your wife a bag of groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her a seed in intimacy, perhaps she'll give you a baby. But if you keep giving her hell, She's going to multiply everything you give her. So sometimes we like to make other people our issues. When we really want to find out what the problem is, we need to go back and look at what have I been giving my spouse. And and I really hope and pray that we address the fact that many spouses put on a good face, but they fake as a a whole five, $6 bill. We're fake. We're We're trying to put on a good face. We're trying to act like we're happily married. But in all actuality, we're miserable. We're miserable as land in rain and it's cold outside. I hope that's miserable enough for you to understand. And we need to quit doing that. We need to become we need to become honest with ourselves first. We need to be honest with God, who may as well tell him the truth, he knows it. And then we need to start addressing one another in honesty. If the behavior that I'm being given is not something I'm willing to live with, I need to speak to that. I had a young lady call me today. Her husband beat her up. Now, what, what can I tell her to, to help her to keep moving forward? I told her to distance herself from this man. Because when a man balls his fist up and whoop a woman, 
he needs some help. And when we as women keep taking them beat down. That's good. That's good. I'm going to be obedient to the spirit right now because apparently we needed to talk a little more about that. Pastor Chris, share some light on this for us, that um, in everything, that everything, uh, Sister Brown brought up a good point. When things are being done harmfully to you, how do you submit in everything? Mm. Well, that's a good one. Uh, when it comes to abuse, that's a whole nother level. Now, again, if there is no love, period, because in this in this text, it spoke about the word love six times. And when it comes to being a leader or a lead and all this stuff, it doesn't mention leader. It mentions love. Now, when it comes to an abusive relationship, that's a whole nother element where having a strong support base is key. Because when it comes to abuse in relationships, sometimes it's difficult to walk or stay in God when you know that you're receiving unconditional love from a man you can't see or can't touch, but yet you go home and you're dealing with this. Now, my personal thing in regards to abuse, there's some situations where Jesus can intervene, but if it's to the point where it's violent, I agree with Sister Brown that you have to separate yourself because sometimes when it comes to abuse, male or female, they're dealing with some personal issues, especially when there's a change in the dynamic of the relationship where, of course, you both of you meet, you're not, you're not saved, y'all doing y'all thing, and then all of a sudden the man or woman transitions into the walk of Christ. Then the other party feels some kind of way. Then if they were not taught correctly how to engage, it becomes violent. Now, when God intervenes, God's not going to allow his children to be abused. I'm sorry. There's no, there's no place in the word where you're going to sit there and husbands or wives submit to your husband or wives while they're beating on you. There's no scripture on that. Now, do I condone divorce? Well, I've been there three times. And there's certain aspects that allows you to be removed from the relationship. Now, abuse doesn't technically, it's not technically in the word, but I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm speaking with or counseling that you should continue to be abused and then just keep praying and then God's going to one day touch him or her to stop abusing you. It gets to the point where violence gets totally out of control where that person's in harm's way. That's why it's important as leaders to have connection truly to God because then you can tap in to this thing called discernment. And you're going to know if that man or woman is in danger, you need to lead them or guide them to certain programs. They can separate themselves so that man or woman can get the help they need. Now, again, 
It depends on the person. We have this thing called choice. And this thing called choice can lead us to glory or lead us to damnation. Just saying. So we have to understand in marriage that it's a constant work in progress. Love is not mentioned as many times it is in this text for no reason. See, we've lost that element. We don't love each other past anything. We only love based on condition. Uh-oh. Now, if we, again, a sister pointed out something out, one of our last callers earlier, where we, we are in love with the lust of the person. Uh-oh. And let's keep it real. You know, you know, he looking kind of, he's looking some kind of way. She's looking some kind of way. Okay, the the bliss is six months to a year, and then boom, here comes the work. Now a lot of us aren't given the proper tools for the work. Now, when we start understanding that the relationship of marriage is based on our relationship with God, God gives us the tools. Once I learned how to get. I got out of the way. I stopped being Superman. I stopped putting my three cents in the mix, and I allowed God to handle it. Once I took my hands off it, I allowed God to move in it, and he gave me the directions I need not to be, oh, I'm the man, you listen to me, woman nonsense. I allow God to speak through me where I can still get my point across where we're both building each other up. That's the key. We have to learn how to build each other up. Abuse is not tolerated. I'm sorry. If God intervenes and God delivers, hallelujah. And that's the whole part of prayer and staying steadfast. But if that person doesn't want to change and they don't want to give up their nonsense and their baggage to cause it, it's time for them to go. I'm sorry you may not agree with my method. But I don't believe that God will bring people together to beat on each other. Just saying. We ain't running out of time, so let me be quiet. So, sis, back to you. Amen. Pastor Chris, that was really good. Um, I think the key is letting go and letting God. When we get out of our own way of what we think marriage is supposed to look like, because I can say in... My 12 years of marriage, it didn't look like, it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn. I wanted to walk away a whole lot of times. But even in that, when I went back to the cross and I asked God, okay, Lord, you show me. The thing is, my focus was on what he was doing, but God's focus every time took me back to me and my heart and what I was doing and how I was looking at and even sometimes judging him. So when I let go and I let God, and and we both decided to totally surrender to what God wanted to do, back to the mission of our marriage. The mission of our marriage is to be an example for others. Uh, we want to do it the way God told us to do it. So so that was good, and I do agree that um, abuse, at no point should a woman stay under a marriage where there is abuse. I do believe that uh, the the Bible allows for her to walk away from that type of marriage. Um, so often, you know, you talk to people who have been married for long periods of time, and um, 
you ask them, you know, was it worth it? And a lot of times the women say, no, it wasn't worth it. And it, it makes you ponder and it makes you think, you know, uh, what was it? Did they get the right tools that they needed? Were they? Did they go through marriage counseling? And then when they went through marriage counseling, did those people tell them the truth about marriage? Did they tell them that it wasn't going to be a cakewalk every day? You know, did they know that there were going to be some trials and tribulations and that they had to totally yield their will under the subjection of the Holy Spirit? You know, that's that's big. That's key. And, yes, uh, we are running out of time here, and I know there is some housekeeping that uh, needs to be done. Let's see. So we want to thank our faithful listeners. And their caretakers, Sister Dorothy Curry, uh, Shirley Allen, Lucille Priester, Sister Ella Priester, and Leola Priester, Sister Ursula Lee Aaron, and Edna Moore, and Jeanette Pontoon. We thank you guys for uh, tuning in and listening to uh, the radio station, and we just want to thank everyone on today, um, everyone that was a part of the panel today. Thank you so much for your input. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, I was thrown into this, Sister Brown. Uh, thank you <laughs> for for pushing me. Um, we just we trust God. We know that God is doing a great thing. So we are going to. Um, Wrap up for the day uh, Next week we will start on verse 25 So be ready Be ready for verse 25 Husbands love your wives Even as Christ also loved the church And gave himself for it I know that should bring some good dialogue And good conversation We love you guys Pastor Chris over to you There is only one name With power to power to say, say there is only one name.
Radio, Central Texas.